You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting and screenwriters, including anything to do with the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and I'd like to wish you all a very happy new year for the year 2022 and welcome you into the year 2022. All my subscribers so far on this podcast so, what I'll be doing in the very first episode of a very new season of 2022 is I'm going to tell you what's happened over the last five years before getting to this point with me, my life, my career, where it's headed, and also... the plans that I'll be hoping to implement this year. So to start off with, I've acquired some new gear in the hopes that I will be making some films this year. And I will be working on some new material and I will keep you posted on subsequent episodes so keep an eye out for it or keep a year out for it no pun intended anywho I have been through quite a bit over the last five years and I've contended with not just narcissism but also with quite a bit of abuse. I'm not saying physical abuse. I'm talking verbal abuse. Now, that will come later. And trust me, it sounds pretty bad, but it's something that I could have done something about sooner giving the red flags and the warning signs that were there. Anywho, let's start with what I've been to. Basically, when I went to America or when I came to America, I first finished my GED, which is short for general education in America. And from there, I went to film school. Now, I don't know why, but first I actually signed on for screenwriting, bachelor's in screenwriting. I'm not exactly sure why I changed my mind and went to filmmaking, but that is something that I will regret. But the film school I went to, I can tell you for damn sure, they ain't worth it. Not even a single penny. The only thing that I got out of it was how to properly direct actors, how to 
identify scene goals and also the styles of directing, including the different filmmaking scene types that are there. Now, to tell you the truth, the film school that I went to has a lot of narcissistic students, especially in my group, my classmates. Not to speak ill of them, but every single one of them was either concentrating on making shitty films like Boy Meets Girl. I know I talked about this in previous episodes and previous seasons of this podcast, but it has to be said. The only drawback from going to film school, this particular film school, is I found the instructors to be super biased. I mean, they are opinionated in the sense that they have opinions on everything. There is no... You have to grow as an editor or you have to grow as a storyteller or you have to grow as a filmmaker. It was like, this software is better than that software or this piece of gear is better than that piece of gear. And stuff like, you have to have this piece of gear, otherwise you're not a real filmmaker. Seriously? You're honestly thinking that a piece of gear makes or breaks your film? That is something that I learned was not true by watching YouTube and by watching other filmmakers make films. I mean, these filmmakers on YouTube made films that are, some of them are quality, they've got great stories, but the equipment they use or the conditions they were filming in were micro-budget or no-budget, meaning they did not have the best gear. They did not have the best setting. They did not have the best set design, yet they made it work. And that was because of the story. Now, yes, independent film is growing it is getting more popular and it's not uncommon for a filmmaker to write produce direct and sometimes be in his own films sometimes it's a her so I'm also going to include the females director in here so it's not uncommon for someone to be in his or her films while directing, producing, and writing the film. One of my classmates actually did this. Now, that was impressive, but what annoyed me the most, and I still can't understand to this day, is why I can't 
cook for my crew, and then direct. It's called multitasking. Now, if I can focus on one thing one time and directing on other times, if I can bring my attention to those two tasks, not simultaneously, but one after the other, why not? And this is something that was discouraged when it came to me, but my classmates somehow did it. Also, these guys charge you a ton of money and they do not have your best interest at heart. They don't even care whether or not you succeed or not. All they care is whether you pay them their fees and grin and bear their super biased opinions on whatever topic that is related to film. Now, a couple of examples of that would be my classmates at that time heard about the Canon 5D Mark II or III. I'm guessing it will be the 5D Mark III. They were raving and they were highly seeking after this camera, believing that that is the best camera to make films or to tell stories with, and without it, they ain't got any camera. Now, what I did was I followed the program. Whatever camera I was given to make my films with, I used that camera. Doesn't matter if it was an ENG style camera like a Panasonic or whether or not it was a small film based camera like the RE SR3 or SR1 which is a Wii camera that used 100-foot film stock. Now, the thing that really pissed me off was the hurdles that I had to go through. You see, the actors that I selected were flaking out the night before my production, which means I had to scramble to find new actors or reschedule every single friggin' time. And I hated it. If it wasn't that, it was the insurance problem or budgeting problem. And they won't even lift a finger to help you out. They didn't even lift a finger to help out. And during my last thesis film, all that they did was burn my buns over something simple as workman's comp and insurance. I was like, what the hell? I've already paid all this money. 
close to 100 grand in US dollars nonetheless. And this is what I get. Being toasted or being hounded or grilled or being punished for something so minuscule. Just do what? Save their own freaking skin? Anywho, I would suggest that you do not go to film school. You learn the basics of filmmaking yourself and go out on a journey. You go out on a journey and you find yourself a critic that is qualified to critique your film. Because I have to admit, in the industry or in any film industry, in anywhere, there are no qualifications to become a film critic. There's absolutely none, which is kind of sad. However, when it comes to critics, pick somebody who knows his shit. Meaning, pick somebody who graduated from film school or who studied film or the history of film, who's done some film studies of some sort, that's key. Or is a writer. Because some Joe Schmo down the road who knows nothing about screen screenwriting, plotting, scene beats and whatnot, or story structure, or about the genres they're critiquing, believe me, you don't want that bullshit. So, anywho, what I'm going to do is... Let's take a break, and when we continue, I'm going to slowly introduce my plans for the rest of the year, including my experiences after leaving film school. So stay tuned. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters. And then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the ScreenwritingU courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry. And you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. 
Now, before the break, I was actually telling you about what happened in film school, my experience in film school, and why I would recommend you not go there. Because of all the super biased professional, quote-unquote professional staff. Some of them are condescending. All right, I'll say it. Which is why I would recommend you stay away from film school. Don't even bother. Instead, jump online. Learn the basics of cinematography, of screenwriting, and whatnot. And then go on your own journey. That was my advice before the break. Now, I'm going to give you my experience. Rather, I'm going to give you the clip notes version of this. So, from 2016, I was working with this producer who hired me to be a reader. And after a while, like about a year or so, he liked my ideas or he liked my critiques. So what he did was he signed me up on a project. Now, this itself is a two-headed monster. Because I can tell you, the first head of the monster was when I picked a project where the producer wanted me to write a story about a bunch of hybrid dogs. And we were working on it, and I don't know what happened, but there was some bad blood between me and the original writer. And I kept telling this producer, look, there's something wrong. I'm not being listened to. So can you do something about it? And this guy, this original writer, gave all sorts of excuses. He was not available. He was not, you know, he was pretty slow. And the producer was pushing it. In the end, I ended up scolding him. Like, what are you doing? Stop this shit. Get your shit together. And grow up. And let's do this thing with no fail. You know what he did? He went and complained to the producer, saying that I was being violent. I mean, seriously, since when is... Scolding somebody being violent. I mean, I was just being fed up at that point. So, within that process, like before all of this, I had another writing partner to help us through this. And at one point, the producer threatened to take me off the project. And 
I don't know what happened then, but I actually had to leave that project and I convinced the producer, or rather the producer convinced me to take on another project of his, which was also a thriller because this is a producer who is interested in writing thrillers or interested in making thriller movies. It was another thriller that I picked. And he convinced me to go on it because he believes in that project. He says he believes in me and yada, 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 and all that. Which, unfortunately for me, I had to endure a lot of shouting, a lot of verbal abuse, and a lot of condescendation from the readers. And a lot of attitude from the readers. Some of them making comments like, this is unrealistic, or this is not believable, or the character is flat. And they they don't even explain what the hell they mean by that. But they also keep pointing out problems every single time even though there's nothing wrong with it I mean I could say that because I'm the writer and you're going to say oh you're the writer so that of course you're going to say not, there's nothing wrong with it but believe me I was a reader myself before and what I started to do at that point is I started to analyze the feedback. I didn't just take it. I also analyzed it. So what pissed me off was the complaining, the comments. And, of course, the producer getting all pissed off. I wasn't doing the job right and I wasn't being professional he even screamed at me at one point and at that point I said enough is enough I'm quitting but before that happened I had a writing partner he was a great guy and apparently we were talking to each other for a week and then he quit Not exactly sure why. He said he had a lot in his plate, but that's fine. Okay. But then, something else happened. After I quit, I reached out to this guy, because he was in us, to see if he can help me out. So we were talking and all that, but for some reason, this guy, this writer guy, ended up leaking our conversation to this producer who ended up contacting me again seeing if I could have another chance or have another go at the same project that we were working on before. I obviously had to think about it and not knowing any better 
I took a chance. Again. Still didn't work. I tried to put some effort into it. And it didn't work. Same attitude I had to contend with from his readers. And he wouldn't listen. And he keeps saying, I've given you a lot of chances. I say, bull, you know what? Because it's not a, that he gave me a lot of chances. He never listened to my ideas. He was the one doing all the talking, and I couldn't even put past a bunch of ideas that I had on how to make the script better. So I quit. So from there, I've been freelancing since. And that's from 2019. I've been freelancing. So I formed a company called Spring Wales Productions. And... As you may have noticed, there is some mention of this during every episode of my podcast. So, what my New Year's resolution for this year is make movies somehow get the funding and get the crew and make the movies that I believe is good. Now, we have tried or I have tried the method of helping someone else realizing their dream, but it didn't work out. Who knows Someday, I might get another producer that's totally different, who's not a complete a-hole, and maybe it will work. I don't know that. But for now, I will be freelancing, and I will be making some movies, and I will be writing some scripts. These will be short films. Some of them, or rather, a couple of them, will be documentaries. I'm not exactly decided on what type of documentaries these will be. I do have an idea or two as to what content, what sort of content can be in these documentaries. So that's the logistics of that and the content of that is yet to be decided and solidified. So with that being said, a very happy new year and welcome to 2022. This is Jared Dean Winchester. Also, I'm called the Story Dude. This has been the very first episode of 2022 of Saturdays with the Story Dude. Thank you for listening. And until I see you again, or rather, until I talk to you again, Don't forget to turn that page.